Good morning for Thursday, March 3rd, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Gunmen kill Pakistan cabinet minister. Justices uphold hateful protest as free speech. And rebels repel Qaddafi forces in a key oil city. In today's national headlines, charity offers corporate ties to a governor. Teachers wonder why the heapings of scorn, and Fox News takes a potential presidential candidate off the air. In today's financial headlines, no agreement on penalties for mortgage mess, Steve Jobs returns to introduce the updated iPad, and Fed notes modest to moderate growth of economy. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too, the latest from the sports page and New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story, written from Lahore, Pakistan, by Jane Perlez. It's titled, Gunmen Kill Pakistan Cabinet Minister. The only Christian cabinet minister in the Pakistan government was shot dead Wednesday, two months after the assassination of another liberal politician, raising questions about how firmly Pakistan's government's tackling Islamist extremism. The slain official, Shabazz Bhatti, 41, the Minister of Minorities, had made a life work of campaigning for tolerance in Pakistan, which is 95% Muslim and most recently became a lonely voice in a campaign to reform the harsh blasphemy law. After the assassination in January of the Punjab province governor Salman Taseer, who had also publicly called for changes to the blasphemy law, Bhatti feared for his life but continued, though more quietly, to work toward his dream of ultimately repealing the law, his associate said. The law, introduced in the 1970s, was amended in 1986 under General Mohammad Zia al-Haq, the American-backed military leader, to include the death penalty for those accused of speaking against the Prophet Muhammad. Bhatti, the founder of a non-governmental organization dedicated to helping Christians and Hindus, was particularly focused on abolishing the death penalty, his press secretary, Rahel Gill, said. President Asif Ali Zardari told members of his governing Pakistan People's Party at a meeting in the southern city of Karachi that Bhatti was a victim of a negative mindset and intolerance, according to the state-run news service. But Zardari, fearful for his personal security, failed to attend the funeral of his colleague, Tasir, and the few members of his party who favored changing the blasphemy law have been sidelined in the last two months and effectively silenced. Tassir's killer has been hailed as a hero in rallies held by conservative religious parties. Bhatti was heading for a cabinet meeting when three or four gunmen ambushed his car outside his house in middle-class neighborhood of the capital Islamabad and shot him multiple times as he sat in the back seat, the police said. The hospital where Bhatti was pronounced dead said 20 bullets had been fired. A pamphlet found at the site warned against changes in the blasphemy law, and was signed by militants, police officials said. A spokesman for the Taliban later called Pakistani media and claimed responsibility for the assassination. Bhatti, worried about the death threats he received after the killing of Tasir, had asked the Interior Ministry for a bulletproof car and a larger squad of security guards, standard measures for many government ministers, Gill said. But the request, Gill said, was ignored. In Washington, Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton called the assassination an attack not only on one man, but on the values of tolerance and respect for people of all faiths and backgrounds.
that had been championed by Muhammad Ali Jinnah, the founder of Pakistan.